0: Welcome to Capistrano Connections, award podcast where we share our stories, learn more about each other, and discover our common threads.
1: I had lots of boyfriends. I counted them once, but I don't want to tell you how many oh, there were. Oh, come on, tell me. No, no. <laughs> no, come on.
0: Today I'm excited to talk with one of my favorite people Verla Sorensen. Thank you. How are you doing today, sweetie? Oh, I'm just fine. And thank you for setting up all of this. I uh, Have so many questions for you, but I wanted to start out talking about your childhood Okay, can I say something first of all about I want to say
1: Something to the all the LDS sisters that I've known all over the world while traveling with David And I have to say that they're all superior to any of the other women that I've ever met. And uh, I want to encourage you because Latter-day Saint women
0: uh, have so much to contribute to the world as a whole. So back to childhood. Okay. You were born, you were a Sandpeak County girl, right? That's not that right. what I read in David's, in David's biography? Book. That's right. How, <laughs> what's what's Here, this? A San... uh, touch of greatness? Marry a Sandpeak County girl because if you go through hard times, they will have already been through that uh, toughness. What is it? David's father like said, no matter how tough get,
1: things get, she's always seen worse than <laughs> <laughs> County. <laughs>
0: is that true? Is that held true? That's not you? really true. Oh, I okay. thought I had a
1: great youth.
0: Oh, awesome. What was life like for you as a child? As a child, mm-hmm. well, I was
1: number one. And I of how was many? Of three. Okay. And my sister was born 18 months after I, and my brother four years after I. And then World War II came along, and it kind of interrupted families. My father was in the National Guard, mm-hmm. and he was, uh, when I was in the second grade, he was called to go up. And what should I say? He went in as a a, um, lieutenant, and he came out as a lieutenant colonel. And he uh, served in the United States. We went to California. So from the second grade to the fourth grade, um, fifth really, I was um, traveling around with my father. And then he went to Germany, no, Italy, and he became a bombardment squadron commander. But before he went, he brought home... Uh, while we were still in, in uh, California, uh, he brought home uh, gas masks. So I slept from the second to the fourth grade, I slept with a gas mask. Because we really thought... On
0: your face? On, uh, near my face. Oh, okay. But just like nearby so you could put it on? It was, uh,
1: it was on the pillow. Wow. Because we really failed, figured that the Japanese might keep coming. Did that give you nightmares? Not really. Okay. I was. It was kind of exciting. Okay, And we were living in Newport Beach... And I learned to swim, and we had a grand time. I was born in Manti and grew up in Manti in a little uh,
0: building right by the church. Awesome. So is there a story behind your name? Are you like, named yes, after my, anyone? or? Well, my mother
1: sang with her ukulele, and she taught me, of course. I've always played my ukulele, but she sang with Aunt Vera, and Vera's name was spelled V-E-R-A. So they wanted to name me after her. Oh, so it's V-E-R-L-A. Anyway, did but her know? last name is Sorensen, too. So Vera Sorensen and Verla Sorensen, that was wow, pretty close. Because you weren't a Sorensen
0: when you we were first named, married. right? That's right. <laughs> and so did you have any nicknames growing up? Well, when I was at Snow College, they called me Gabby because obvious. Oh, yes. Because you like to <laughs> talk?
1: <laughs> that's <Okay>.
0: shocking. <laughs> that's right. Snow College, that's where all your boyfriends were, right? Or did you have them from high school on? Well, you know, boyfriends
1: boyfriends were the popular thing, if you, wanted, if you wanted to, because at Snow College and even at Manti High School, there were about three boys to every girl.
0: Oh, wow. Oh,
1: so the percentages were very much in my favor. Oh, wow. But I had lots of boyfriends. I counted them once, but I don't want to tell you how many oh, there were. Oh, come on, tell me. No, no. No, come on. <laughs> Okay, I got to 25 Whoa. by the time I got married. Wow. Yeah. And I was married at 25 and a half. And I had many chances to marry, but I just couldn't
0: make up my mind. But with David, I couldn't, I couldn't not marry him. Did you get dating advice from your parents? Not really. I mean, they just let me run up my own course. Was 25? Yeah, I went boyfriends. to work at the
1: drugstore, of course, when I was 16, so I met lots of people.
0: What did you do at the
1: drugstore? One thing I did is I worked at the soda fountain. But the other thing I did is I worked with the uh, prescriptions. So when Elliot, who was the boss, was um, out of town or uh, not there, he had me count out the pills. Wow. So I became you know, pharmacist. a pharmacist.
0: Pharmacy tech? Tech after
1: fashion, that's right.
0: <laughs> wow, that's impressive. That's and a... it,
1: I worked there from 16 to 20, and I... Um, I worked every Thursday night for four hours and every Saturday for eight hours and every Sunday early or late uh, for four hours, all the way until I got to um, 19. Sounds like you had fun there, though. I had loads of fun. The only regret I have is that I had to give up piano. I couldn't do both. I just couldn't get it all in. And I was the, the editor of the school newspaper and a cheerleader and all those things. I just couldn't work it all in. I'm still working at the piano, and I'm playing hymns now, and I'm working at it because, really, I encourage
0: everybody to study the piano. How did your family celebrate holidays when you were growing up? Well, when I was growing up, my father was a great camper,
1: and so for the holidays, we would get in his Jeep. He was accustomed to a Jeep from being in the service, and we would go into the mountains That's how we celebrated. So you
0: went camping for Christmas? or? No, for Christmas we went over to Grandma's. Oh, okay. Where did Grandma live? And that was two and a half blocks. And that was your... Paternal. My my
1: Mm -hmm. maternal was no longer living. Okay. And they were wonderful to us. She taught me, the way you treat old people when you're young is the way the Lord will treat you when you're old.
0: I love that. I read that in the book. And I just just think that's the way it should be. Other than camping... For other holidays, did you have special holiday traditions with your grandparents? or? With- well, my birthday was on May
1: 30th, so it was Memorial Day in those days. And we always went to the cemetery in Mantai. They had guns that they fired, and we played
0: um, all of the patriotic music. Did you continue any of those traditions with David? Did you, I guess you were far from family and cemeteries, so you couldn't really continue the... No, we didn't, but... Um, As long as
1: Memorial Day was my birthday, we always, you know, it was was a special day.
0: What about Christmas traditions? Did you have Christmas traditions? Christmas traditions, traditions, we always went to Grandma's, like I said. But with your family? But with with my own family. your own family. We had great times
1: together. As you know, I had seven children, four boys and three girls. And so we had celebrations galore, but they were celebrated as the church would celebrate them.
0: So, did your kids act out in the nativity at Christmas time? They did. Mm-hmm. Did you make costumes for them? No,
1: but Aunt Catherine had costumes, and we always put them on. And we did the um, even last year, this very last year. And remember, I'm 88 right now, yeah, Bernie. and will soon be 89. And um, we were still doing costumes in the and the pageant. That's a very fun tradition. It was a great tradition, and of course, we knew all the Christmas songs. Do you use your ukulele when you sing at Christmas time? I used my ukulele and I used the piano, but we loved, we loved the ukulele, especially on camping trips. Yeah, it's a very transportable instrument. Yes, it was very transportable, and th- the Lord blessed me with a harmony. Harmony just came naturally to me, and so it was always fun for me to uh, sing a song. Joyce sang the lead, and I sang the part. Is that your older sister? Or That's my younger sister. Younger sister, because you're number one. I'm number one, and she's number two, but she was taller than I, and um, and a year behind me in school. So you went to uh, Snow College. Well, first of all, I went to um, Manti Elementary. Mm-hmm. And then I was in Balboa Beach, California. Then I was in Seminole, Texas, when Daddy was still in the war. And then he was sent overseas. So then I came back to Manti, graduated from Manti High School. I graduated from I was, I, I had I graduated as the honor student for the seminary and for the high school. And then I went to Snow College and lived at home, as my mom and dad wanted me wanted me to stay at home. And I graduated from Snow College with uh, honors. And then I went to BYU for the last two years and graduated again with honors. Awesome. And I can remember that President. He, no president uh, what's his name? McKay was there. And he said, "It certainly is nice to
0: see that some smart girls are pretty too." <laughs> sure he was talking about you specifically. I hope so. Yeah. That's so sweet. And so you got a degree and became a teacher. right? I did. Mm-hmm. I could do
1: shorthand and all of that kind of stuff for the first two years, and then after that, I became a teacher and English. Awesome. So where did you teach, and what ages did you I teach? I taught school in Hawaii the first year, because I uh, I just applied to go in, at, over a walk, and I was really surprised. When they accepted me, and I taught at a school called Ka'a'awe on the Windward side of Oahu. And then I came home and taught in the, school, in the um, Jordan School District. And in the summertime, I taught um, kindergarten, so that I was um, teaching quite a while until... Uh, I even taught after I was married a year. So how did you meet David, or when did you meet David in this? I didn't meet David until I was just turning 25. And um, he came up and knocked on the door and introduced himself in Salt Lake City. And I had never seen him before. And I just knew that there was something very special had just happened to me. I was quite serious. In fact, I'd been to San Francisco with a medical student. The medical student said, medical students go to medical school, but the average go on missions. I didn't like that too well. I really <laughs> thought David was more than average. Anyway, it worked out. Obviously. Obviously. And wonderfully, right? Yeah, that's right. I would have it no other way. So who is your hero growing up? Uh, I had a lot of boyfriends that were heroes. Oh, yeah? Um, but I don't want to mention names because who knows where this might go.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. It could go viral, right? That's right. Interview with Burla Sorensen. Right? Yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> what made some of these gentlemen your heroes? Well, I, I never dated anyone who wasn't a
1: member of the church. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were all members, and they were all well-educated and fun. Fun. I had to have a good time you still are kind I of like I remember I kissed everybody on New Year's Day. <laughs> on New Year's <laughs> Eve, that's what it was. <laughs>
0: we had a grand time. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so did you give your kids dating advice? I did. What uh, did you tell them? I told Sheila that she should make a list of all the boys
1: she dated. So she made a list of 100. And then she <laughs> picked the one that she really, and she did the best. She married Scott Smith and he was a surgeon what other dating advice did you give your kids you really want to know yeah i told them keep your pants zipped <laughs> and your feet on the floor at all times <laughs> <laughs> too risky
0: to be any other way very wise very wise so did you vacation a lot when you were as a family when you were married to david we uh, we had a lot of fun
1: vacationing, but he was, um, I said his his head was a businessman, and his heart was a cowboy, and his soul was a disciple of Jesus Christ. So for vacations, on the Fourth of July, we always we w- went to the parades, and then for holidays, for Christmas, we always celebrated Christmas with a bang, and um, invited a lot of people. We had a lot of parties and a lot of guests, but I would not allow anybody
0: to smoke in my house, which sometimes was difficult. So you married David in the Salt Lake Temple, or Manti Temple. In the Manti Manti Temple. Temple. And his mother and father were there,
1: and we were married in the same room that they were married in.
0: Wow, that's pretty cool. It was a
1: beautiful day, and I had a lot of older boyfriends. Who came to the reception because they said they wanted to see who I finally decided to marry?
0: <laughs> I would want to see too, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, that, so you and David married, and then what, where did you go from there? Well, let's see, of course, I had Stephen and Gregory and John and Sheila when
1: I was living in Salt Lake, and they were going to U into school, and the kids were going to the University of Utah nursery school, and then we moved to California. And then we lived in California until uh, David was called on a mission. And I was serving as the vice president of the school board. Wow, good for mm-hmm. you. That's I got myself amazing. elected and got myself on the school board. And then when I, when we went on our mission, I had to be released. And I went in to tell my principal that I was going to go uh, you know, away. And I said, I was going to serve a mission. And he said, you're going to what? <laughs> and I said, well, I won't be here. So anyway... That where was out. that? That was in South Pasadena. Oh, oh I love Pasadena.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We lived in South Pasadena until we went on our mission, and then we then I went on a mission, and then um, where was your mission? The mission was in um, Canada, Halifax mission. Okay, and then we came home, and we were living in our home in California again for a little while, and then David was called to be uh, uh, on the seventy. He was called to be
0: a general authority, so. So back to your mission. Yeah. I want to know, because I have a friend who served in your mission, and I want to know Liz Shropshire, right? Right. She was sweetheart. But I heard about the egg timer, and so I want you to tell me about the egg timer. Like, how did you decide to use an egg timer? Where did that come from? And all of it. Yes. Well, the whole story was, when we first got there, The mission
1: president and his wife before me, they let people talk as long as they wanted to. And some people talked by the hour. And I could see that that was not working. So I said, you know, I want to hear from everybody. I don't want just one or two or three to speak. So I got the egg timer out and um, timed all of the speakers. So everybody got a chance to speak. Wow, that's awesome. So that was your idea, the egg timer. Oh, yeah. And I did it the whole time that I was there. I just decided, you know, that I wanted to hear from everyone. I thought it was only fair that they had donated their whole, you know, two years, a year and a half of their lives, and that they should have a chance to bear their testimony.
0: Did you use the egg timer with your family then?
1: Well, I still have one, but I don't, now that I'm older, I don't use it as much, but I've always used it. When my children spoke for David's uh farewell when he passed away. Mm-hmm.
0: I timed him with the egg timer. Yeah, I, I was there, I remember. I remember yeah. <laughs> seeing the list of speakers, and I had recently attended a funeral that went on for hours and hours, and I finally had to leave to go pick up my kids from school. But of I course. saw that list, and I thought, Oh, my gosh, this, this is going to be another marathon. We'll, I'll never get out of here without hearing from everyone. And then, boom, the egg timer. Yep, and they were out of there. Yeah, and it was yeah. great, except yeah. for well, one of your kids rebelled, right? One of your kids rebelled and said, "I'm, I'm not, I'm ignoring the egg timer, Mom." Oh, that was Steve. That was Steve. Yeah, yeah. But I, I told you, he
1: was, he said, "The first one, the oldest child should have privileges," but, but still, we made it. Yeah, it was really nice. You yeah. can,
0: if you're, if you think about it, you can say what you need to say, and that's right. A short time, right? But I was always respectful of everybody around me.
1: You know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to be, um, and I still don't want to be the center of attraction. It's embarrassing. My patriarchal blessing talks about, believe it or not, angels a couple of times, but it says that I would live my life as it was intuitively planned before I came into mortal existence. That's
0: beautiful. So tell me about the development of your faith. Did you grow up in a really religious home? My mother was very religious. My father was not religious.
1: He was a drinker until I was married. Wow. But then he finally served in a bishopric. He changed completely. But my mother was always religious, and I was always religious. And I was more religious than my brother and sister. They would go in the mountains on Sunday. And um, they had a a great time, I'm sure. But anyway, I went to church instead of going in the mountains. And I, I always... I have loved the doctrine of the church.
0: There's something about the doctrine that drives me. What nurtured your testimony the most during your adult life? Well, we had
1: tremendous uh, teachers in the Manti-South Ward. And then when I went to BYU, the first class I took was a missionary class. And uh, to get an A, you had, it seems like it was 150 but I can't remember exactly. You just went into the class, took a piece of paper and, and your pen, and wrote as many scriptures as you could, chapter and verse. And you had to do, I think, it was 150 to get an A. So all the time I was at BYU, I was memorizing scriptures. And I still know them. Wow! I mean, I can still do the... And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree for. Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be taxed, and Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth. You see, I, the birth of Jesus Christ, is still on my mind. And the other one was, the resurrection. He is not here, for he is risen.
0: Love that. Did you ever travel to, to Israel? Yes, in your mm-hmm. travels with David. Three
1: times. Once with David. Once before I was married, I went with some some singles.
0: Anyway, I love to travel. What experience in your life has caused you to trust in God the most? My testimony that Jesus is the Christ.
1: I just know that Jesus is the Christ. And I had this burning feeling. It came over me, completely unasked for. And um, since then, I've had some of those same experiences. Um... I know that Joseph Smith is a prophet because of those same kinds of experience where it just flooded over me. And when I was a matron at the temple in San Diego, I, uh, the Holy Ghost was just with me. How was that, serving in the San Diego temple? We were just there three years, and it was a wonderful experience. I, I really did enjoy it a whole lot. That's a long drive. Oh we lived in the Temple President seminar which was right there.
0: Once upon a time in a land not so far away someone described Verla and said there isn't a bushel basket big enough on this earth to cover her light. And I hope you got a glimpse of that in this interview that ended abruptly because somehow I lost a giant chunk of the interview. So hopefully in the near future, I will be able to re-record and cover some of the material that was lost. In closing, I'd like to share one of my favorite poems by Chieko Okazaki. She said, We may not know what contributions our small thread makes to the great tapestry. We may not understand the pattern that our lives make as they intersect, connect, separate, and intersect again, but God does. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for another episode of Capistrano Connections.